0: Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Today, I'm joined by special guest, Angela Mencia. She is a striving Latina in the Milwaukee community, changing lives one by one. She works for Northwestern Mutual as a financial advisor. In this day and time, financial literacy is very, very important. And with her, she's helping people understand that. Um, We reached out. We crossed paths. I got her here. So without further ado, How are you doing, Angela?
1: I am doing well. (laughs) (laughs) How's your day going? So far, so good. I had clients this morning. I'm ready to keep going. Yeah? Mm -hmm.
0: So how do you like it up here in this 23rd floor, Wells Fargo? Oh, I love it. (laughs) Can't you see the view? Yeah, man. Yeah, we have a a really
1: nice view up here on the 23rd floor.
0: Yeah, man. Um, You got the Pfizer right there. You got the overpass. Um, uh, Last time I was in this building was with your uh, buddy, Roy.
1: Oh, yeah. And we're going to see him after, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But um, a beautiful view. Milwaukee is huge. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm happy to finally uh, meet you. Andrew, you. know, thank you. You, too. I've seen you around the city. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've seen you on social platforms. Yes. And the networking events you do. Mm-hmm. And I love it because it's just, what better way to bring people together, absolutely. network, and create this type of flow of income in our city? Yeah, wow. Absolutely.
1: I love the networking events, especially because I'm big on supporting small businesses. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. Well, we're here. So uh, you ready to jump on in?
1: I am ready to rock and roll. All
0: right. Well, um, where were you born?
1: I was actually born in Germany. Germany? Germany. Yep. So I was born in Fulda, Germany. I have dual citizenship. Gosh.
0: (laughs) So how were you born in Germany?
1: My father was a tank driver in the military.
0: Oh, gotcha. What branch? Um, The Army. Salute, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right.
0: <laughs> Let's get it one time for your Dad. <laughs> um, and how long were you in Germany for?
1: Um, I lived there until I was five.
0: Till five. Yeah. So would you say your childhood? Uh, can you remember your childhood in um, Germany? There's
1: some things I remember. Um, not a lot of things that I remember. Right from Germany, we moved to Texas. Yeah. Took post in Texas, and then we came back to Wisconsin. To gotcha. Yeah.
0: Um, how was your childhood?
1: Good yeah 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 i had a good childhood i lived in south side um sixth mm-hmm. and beecher hey sixth and beecher. i was on the 21st were oh, you yeah we weren't too yeah. far away then yeah <laughs> do you remember food mart yeah, yeah. for real
0: <laughs> now it's Ray, right, but yeah. the big old food mart yep. i
1: remember walking <laughs> to food mart buying candy
0: yeah <laughs> i remember man every sunday's every sunday we'd end up there but oh my gosh food mart <laughs> yeah.
1: you forget about those things right so for real? It up.
0: yeah <laughs> uh what were hobbies you were into
1: Oh well, in school I was in track, so I was big cross country. Nice, yeah, track cross country. Um, that kind of still, you know, ro- rolled over into my adulthood because um, I do CrossFit yeah. now. Like I'm an avid CrossFitters, so I do that five six days a week. Um, but it was forensics and debate because really, instead of a financial advisor, I went to school for finance. Probably should have been an attorney because I like to argue. Wow,
0: <laughs> and I was gonna ask yeah. that. I was like, what what kind of a student were you in high school? Yeah, cross. Well, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I was a. I was a not your average bookworm, right? Yep. Like I was always mm-hmm. super street smart. I had, you know, yeah. the smarts for book smarts, but it was like I wasn't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? When you go to school and you're not, they give you a curriculum, right? And it's like, okay, you read from the book and you this is your homework. I was always that, that student that was like, okay, this is easy. Yeah, You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. why am I sitting in class for, you know, a whole hour when I can do this in five minutes? Yeah. So I was one of those students, you know, so... It wasn't, um, you know, going straight to to class every day and I'm on the the roll. I was never on the honor roll. You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't that student. But um, I enjoyed school, had a lot of friends. I ended up going from um, school and then just in my mind, I thought it was a good decision at the time where I was just like, I'm going to go to MATC, I'm going to test out. Mm -hmm. So I went to MATC, tested out, took all of the um, GED courses and the HSD tests and just tested out because I just felt like my time sitting in a classroom could have been way better used doing something else oh wow so, yeah so i actually did it that way so That's like my, yeah my senior year i was like i'm not gonna sit in school mm. you know and just if i know this stuff it was like a waste of time for me for so sure. i just went and i said i'm gonna take the test i scheduled the exams at matc and i just tested out
0: wow what did you uh, end up pursuing after high school
1: um, I was working for a little while, right, because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I worked for a little while, but then I decided I was going to take um, finance was my route, business yeah. major. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur at some point, but I just wasn't sure exactly where I was going to put that, you know, yeah. those skills.
0: Who were mentors you had?
1: You know, I didn't really have any mentors. No? No. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the trick, though, right, where my turning point was in my life yep. was I started to work at a country club. Yeah. Now, remember, I grew up on the south side. Mm -hmm. so all my friends were you know doing things we probably weren't supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. and i was seeing the paths that they were taking and i was like i don't want to go down those roads right my vision was bigger than sitting on you know sixth and mitchell Mm -hmm. but um for me i started working at a country club downtown and i started seeing the fancy cars and the beautiful women with the nice shoes and the guys with the business suits you know and for me, that was my turning point. I was like, yeah. that's what I want to do. I want to be one of these people. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, oddly enough, in my elder years, I was able to join the same country club that I worked at when I was, you know, 18, 19 years old. Wow. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. And that's here yeah. in Wisconsin? In, yeah, it's in Wisconsin. Oh,
0: gotcha. Yeah.
1: So I, I was pretty excited about that. And then I would go there because I was, you know, a waitress all those years at the country club. And then I went and worked my way up to manager and then general manager. Um But when I joined that same country club, I told those wait staff that work there the same story. Mm So this is not your end for all, right? Mm -hmm. This is my story. I did exactly what you guys are doing now. And look, at this is where I am today.
0: That's fire. Yeah, Well, manifestation is a great thing when you really buckle on in.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Man, so um, financial advising. You're through Northwestern uh, Mutual. Mm -hmm. How did those paths cross?
1: Well, I was actually in real estate. Okay. Yeah. So I've always been in the financial sector, but I was on the real estate side. Okay. And when the rates got really bad a couple of years ago, I should Mm. say like was in the last two years, right? The Mm -hmm. rates got really bad. And um, the company that I was working for, and I've always worked remotely from home, but I wasn't technically Mm self-employed. And for the past 15 years, I've always worked remote and the rates got bad and, you know, stuff kind of hit the fan. And I was like, I really don't want to do this anymore. I want to look for something else. Well, then I had a conversation with my children's advisor because yeah. knowing what I know and knowing, you know, I went to school for finance and and the conversations that I've had with people, I set up whole life policies and investment accounts for my children. Wow! So my daughter's um, 18 and my son is nine, so they will be set for the rest of their life, right? Yeah. Because nobody told me about that and yeah, nobody of had course. those accounts for me when I was a kid. So my advisor was like, "Well, what do you think about working, you know, coming on board with us?" And I was like, "I don't know." I said, you guys are 100% commission. You know what I mean? I've never worked 100% commission. Like, I'm used to making a quarter million dollars a year, and then I come into a job where now it's commission only I'm not getting a paycheck.
0: It's scary. Very scary. I I remember turning 18, and Kirby was a big thing. I think everyone, (laughs) if you haven't done Kirby, well, I'm one of them. (laughs) But, like, it was a commission-based job, so if... Uh You didn't sell a vacuum. Guess what? Yeah. You ain't you getting paid. Pain.
1: Exactly. Well, in the process of all this going on, I ended up going through a divorce. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, well, now I really have to think about this, right? Because I mm-hmm. own a house. I have two children. If I'm going to do this, now is probably the best time ever, right? Yeah. Even though I'm down to one income only, it's a one income household, I had enough money saved up that I was like, if I'm going to be self-employed, yeah, I have enough money in my bank that I can go ahead and sustain my lifestyle for one to two years, right? So that good nest egg Mm -hmm. and those saving patterns that I learned helped me to be able to make that decision and say, I want to go from, you know, being like a regular employee to owning a business.
0: Well, I got to give you your kudos because, like, you know, jumping into a 100% commission-based job with a full family, Mm -hmm. I mean, you got your kids, you know, Man,
1: yeah, it was scary. That's a scary leap, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, it was very scary. And I actually have a really good friend who's in the process of doing it now. Yeah. And I told her, I said, I got your back. Yeah. Like, I've been through it. I got your back. It's scary, but I'll tell you in the end, it's the best decision that you're ever going to make.
0: You know, and I think people have this misconception, like, when you, you start on these new ventures, you're going to be doing it alone. Let me tell you, I, I, first and foremost, like... I wouldn't be where I am with this platform without the people who've stuck next to me because I feel like, you know, making leaps like that for yourself, yes, you have to make the decision that you're going to go in alone. But believe if you're you're on your path and the way I feel, Mm -hmm. you know, things fall in place and people need that. and that definitely, uh, it pushes people forward. So good for you having your friends Thank back. You. And hopefully she, she comes through with it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm super excited for her. And she's yeah. got two kids too. She adopted a baby. Yeah. Um, And she's a single mother. So she had her own daughter and adopted a baby. Gotcha. So I'm super excited that she's coming in. But I told her we're not, not going to let her fail. We're going
0: to yeah. be a team. <laughs> awesome. What were type of barriers you faced jumping from real estate into now what you're doing? I mean, they're similar in a way, but are they?
1: Um, I wouldn't say they are okay. only because now I'm more face forward. Okay. So now I have to actually go and meet people and have coffee and have lunch. So my biggest um, barrier for me was learning how to weed out the people that really didn't want to do business with mm-hmm. me. Right. They were more interested in going on a date. Yep. So that was pretty big for me my first year. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, a lot of people were like, oh, I want to let's have coffee and let's have lunch and this and that. But then when you go sit down and have lunch or have coffee, they don't want to talk about business at all. They want to talk about, are you single? What are you doing for a living? You know, and so I had to learn how to weed those ones out. Um, That's been I'd have to say that's been the biggest barrier for me. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I'm a people person. Yeah. You know, I love people. So that that part comes easy. And when people come in and we talk and we sit down and I show them what, you know, Northwestern Mutual has to offer, it's not hard Mm -hmm. earning a relationship. Yeah. You know, it's just those little nuances along the way that you have to learn how to. Well, you know,
0: you're you're touching on that topic. What does it mean to you to be a Latina woman Mm -hmm. out here? You know what I mean? Making you're, you're highly successful. At least in my eyes. I mean, from what I've seen you do since I started following you, Mm -hmm. um, what does it mean to you to be a woman in in striding and success?
1: For me, it's very important because it paves the way for other women. Yeah. And not only just women, but single mothers. Yeah. Because this career is dominated by men. Yeah. And men who have a wife at home and who have children that are taken care of. And these Mm -hmm. men can dedicate 70, 80 hours a week to this career. But when I have to stop because my son has baseball or my son has um, swim and my daughter has finals and, you know, I can't do these meetings and I I have to adjust my schedule to my kids, that's me showing other women that, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. So I want other women to know that the power is in you. Like whatever you decide to do Mm -hmm. is what you're going to do. And when you decide to do it, be great at it.
0: Beautiful. Um, Well, yeah, I, I feel like that is, you know, um, I got four kids, and I love that all all my kids could see that their mother's uh, one of the hardest working people I know. Um, and, and with that, you know, you, you push forth. It is a male dominated uh, position. Um, was that ever in the beginning being around? Because ego is too, right. Ego is a big thing.
1: Yeah, and a yeah. lot of people have been here for years. You're talking about 30, 40 years and they're still yeah. working. Yeah. They, they just love it. They don't want to quit. So they're yeah. still here. You know, I mean, we had one gentleman that just, um, we had his retirement party a couple months ago and he was like 87. Wow. I'm like, I don't want to work till I'm 87. No. But he loves it. So <laughs> yeah. he's like, I have nothing else to do. Why not work?
0: Uh, man. <laughs> well, you picked this, uh, you know, your, your job. You've been successful in it. What's your approach to, um, Financial planning and
1: investment management. Um, I would say diversification. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you diversify a portfolio. When people ask me what's a portfolio, a portfolio is just having. Um, it's like looking at a pie, at a pie, right? If you have a pie and you cut it into pieces, yep. it's having some money in one spot, having some investments in another spot, and maybe having some life insurance in another spot.
0: Yeah. Um, how do you stay updated on market trends? Um, change in regulations.
1: Well, the good thing about that is that I'm self employed. Yep. However, I work with Northwestern Mutual. And the reason I partnered with Northwestern Mutual mm-hmm. is because they take care of all my compliance stuff. Okay. Yeah. So anything with market changes, anything yep. with the government changes, with FINRA changes, we are sent emails, we are sent to learning, um, like training courses because they stay on top of that for me wow yeah so if i was like an independent just working in a brick and mortar somewhere in my own office yeah i would have to stay up on all that myself but luckily sure. northwestern mutual is very on top of that stuff
0: i didn't know that mm-hmm. wow yeah so that's well awesome. that that must be like a, a save, uh As a saving grace saving grace <laughs> yeah, absolutely. i wouldn't know I'd, that's one of the things i would worry about if i was in this mm-hmm. type of position is like what if i miss some type of thing and How I said with regulations, they change and, Mm -hmm. you know, with money, I, I, I also feel like people don't realize if you don't stay on top of how you operate, I mean, the IRS is pretty...
1: Oh, yeah. Heavy hammer. Yeah. The good thing about (laughs) us is that we are um, fiduciaries. Mm -hmm. So everything that we do is monitored. So the IRS does monitor us. Okay. So any decisions that we make are in the best interest of our clients. So that's the good thing about working with Northwestern Mutual. Other places might not follow those same, you Mm -hmm. know, they Mm -hmm. have different like guidelines and stuff and compliance things. But for us, we are monitored and we have to make sure that our, our I's are, you know, dotted and our T's are crossed.
0: That's awesome. How do you assess a client's risk tolerance and investment goals?
1: Well, that's different. Each client is a whole different person, yep. right? So mm-hmm. each, di- um, each client has different goals. Yep. You have a different goal than what I have. So anytime that I meet with a client, the first thing I do is, what are your three-year goals? What are your five-year goals? What are your 10-year goals? And that way I can look and build a plan around what their goals are and what their risk tolerance mm-hmm.
0: is. What what does it mean to you? Because, I, I mean, like you just said, there's it varies with different clients, mm-hmm. but in all, you have so many clients. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you that they entrust you with something so important? I mean, this is their, this is everything they've. This is their future. This is their future. This mm-hmm. is everything they've worked for. Um, what does it mean for you, for them to come to you, trust you to um, create a plan and then you know, execute it.
1: Yeah. Oh, it means a lot. And the reason why it means so much to me is because they're putting their trust in me to set them up for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. They're putting their trust in me that God forbid if something was to happen to them, they trust me enough to know that I'm going to take care of their family. Yeah. That their family is taken care of. Yeah. Or, you know, when they start off young with me, like just a married couple with no children. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they have a baby. Then they come to me and say, now we have a child. We want to open a whole life policy or an investment account. And that just continues to build that trust. And I watch those children grow. Mm -hmm. And when those children have children, they do the same thing. And they say, hey, Angela, my grandchild, you know, this is my grandchild now. Or it's, you know, my son had a baby and now we want to set them up the same way we did for our kids. So it means a lot to me. Awesome. Mm
0: -hmm. And, and you know, that's another thing that I say. It's scary to have those conversations because in a world that we live in, everyone wants to make it seem like we have everything together. And, you know, I feel like, well, in high school, I was chasing tail. I'll just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you don't pay. It's not nothing that's forced mm-hmm. to learn, which yeah. you should know. Financial literacy is a big thing, especially because you don't want to work your whole life. No. Um, well, with, these, with, with your clients that you have, how do you handle conversations when there's a downturn in the market or, you know, um, just a... How do I say? Uh, like when the stocks are like the yeah. rates are low, unexpected are financial changes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, handholding, right? Yep. Because people are like, "Oh my god, I, I saw this in the paper. I saw this online, and the this stock that I've invested in is is going down." We have to remind them of the long term goal. Yeah. When you invest into a stock or into some, something of that fashion, like an investment account, mm-hmm. it's not for six months. It's not for a year. You're doing this for long term. You're thinking about five years, ten years down the line. So you have to just remind these people, take a step back. This is how it works. It's like a roller coaster. It can, can go up, it can go down. You just <laughs> got to kind of ride the wave, right? Because if yeah. you look overall at Northwestern Mutual's past history, easily over the last 30 years, we've always been on the up 8 to 10%. Yep. Now, gradually throughout those 30 years, obviously, you know, things have gone up and down, up and down, but we've always come out on top. So yeah. I try to remind people of that. Like you didn't do this because you wanted to pull money out in a year. We just have to ride this wave.
0: Got gotcha. you. How do you make sure, how do you, um, how do you ensure your recommendations align with your client's um, long-term financial objective?
1: Okay. Well, how we do that is our first, in our first meeting, mm-hmm. we um, do what's information gathering. Okay. So I need to know, like, you know, your income, your debts. I need to know your goals. I need to know what's important to you, right? I might ask you 10 questions on a scale of one to 10. How important is setting up a college fund for your children? Yeah. How important is it that you have enough money saved by retirement age? You know, what age do you want to retire? How much money will you need monthly when you do retire? That's how I'm able to set up their long-term success. Mm -hmm. So I don't put a plan together and say, oh, this is what I recommend. You know, you give me money. This is what I recommend. No, I want you to tell me what it is you're looking for. I will put recommendations together and you decide what we're going to do with them. Gosh.
0: Uh, it's, like I said, people want to, uh, nowadays want to act like they got it all together. And really, um, for me, it's it's even scary to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. You, do you know?
1: know, one time I was sitting, I was at Cubanitas on on, in downtown and I was sitting there and two cars pulled up. One of them was like a brand new Mercedes G-Wagon truck, right? Mm-hmm. This man owned a restaurant. He owned a restaurant right on the street. Then another car pulls up, and it was like a Hyundai Elantra, right? Yep. And the gentleman gets out of the car. He owned the block.
0: Man. You know yeah. what I'm
1: saying? So p- sometimes people walking around with the Louis Vuitton bags and the Louis Vuitton wallets, they look cute. They got $100 mm. in their pocket. The people walking around with the, you know, just the TJ Maxx wallet yep. got a couple grand in their bank account. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's all about priority, what's important to you. But I think social media made it where we all want to flash and do this show. Mm-hmm. But you're living this lifestyle on social media, but behind closed doors, you're suffering. Yeah. And a lot of people, they need to understand that what you see on social media is not what's always true.
0: It's not. Yeah. And that's what comes down perception. Mm-hmm. And uh, most people think... I, I've had people in, in just the way our conversations has gone they they feel like I'm um, oh my god, you're succeeding like in a way I am for sure mm-hmm. but not on the level that you're thinking like me being out here going to the fancy restaurants, me being <laughs> it's just sometimes I'm thrown back by it because it's this is something I'm grinding for. Mm-hmm. This is something I'm I've found ways to get paid for it but at the same time it's still something that is in the beginning stages of any business you start you know you're yeah. going to you're going to lose more money than you are going to gain correct and i feel you know that perception thing is like i Man, I'll tell you, I, I shop at Goodwill.
1: <laughs> yeah, my mother does to this day, and she takes my son, and my son yeah. comes home with bags of stuff, and I'm like, Mom, not again.
0: <laughs> I wish I, I wish I would have had that mindset <laughs> when I was in high school, because yeah. I'm thinking, I want the Air Forces, I want, I want the the Jabos and all this the and, cross color. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> man, had I realized like this whole fit I got on straight up goodwill yeah you and know you look cute too it, it's, <laughs> thank you but it cost me less than 15 dollars. yeah and that, who's gonna know who's gonna know exactly and uh, man that's that's what it comes down to it's 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 how you present yourself but um i do think people get mixed up in this perception that people have it together and they really don't
1: mm-hmm. like i always say too you have to think about what's important to you right is it like when you get your tax returns, a lot of people get their tax returns, and you know they want to act like they got all this money or whatever for yep. that cup first couple months. But these people are out here buying, you know, just goofy stuff. Yeah. But their kids don't have a college fund. Yeah. You know, they don't even own houses, but they're going to Miami to buy new bodies. Yeah. It's like come on, like you guys. I try to school people and educate people, but I can only tell you so much, mm-hmm. and then you got to take that information and do something with it. For sure. You know. So.
0: As a financial advisor, I mean. There's many in this building at mm-hmm. the moment. Yep. Um, what, what? How do you feel? What sets you apart from others?
1: For me, I'm kind of more laid back, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I, I help everybody. So there's some some people you'll run into who will say, "Well, you know, if somebody walks into my office and they don't, they got less than five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I'm not gonna work with them, right? Mm-hmm. That's not who I am. I don't care if you got five hundred thousand dollars or if you got a thousand dollars. If you come to me and you want help, I'm gonna help you." Mm-hmm. So I think that everybody has the opportunity, the same opportunity to be successful, whether you grew up on 14th and Hadley, or if you grew up in Whitefish Bay, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, I went to school on 37th and Galena. Yeah. You know, I, I, I I know about, you know, being on the North side, being on the South side. Now I live in one of the nicest suburbs of the city of Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. but I busted ass to get there. For sure. You know what I'm saying? My kids go to the best schools in the state of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Never a handout never funds from my parents, you know what I'm saying? Everything I did, I did for myself. And I wanna give other people that same pathway and say, I don't care where you grew up. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you are working at FedEx or McDonald's, we can still set you up. Instead of you spending $50 at the club every weekend, mm-hmm. let's put that $50 into an investment account for you. Yeah. And then when you're not working at McDonald's and you see this little bit of $50 grow, you might be like, okay, my next job, or you know, I got a better job, now I wanna put $100. Because you're seeing the effort and you're seeing that, you know, come to fruition. So I think education and just really being able to help everybody is key for me. Yeah.
0: What are highlights or moments that stand out for you throughout this this career change?
1: My networking events. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, highlights for me are always helping my families, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Highlights for me are when a 20-year-old comes into my office and says, I want to buy a whole life policy and I want to spend 500 bucks a month. I'm like, damn, 500 bucks a month. You really, you know, you're really in this. You don't want to buy a car with rims. You don't want to do this, but you want to invest in your future. Mm-hmm. Those are my highlights when, you know, I can watch yep. these kids grow. But um, really for me, it's networking events. I hold networking events every Thursday, the last Thursday of every month. Yeah. And through the process, the last couple of months, I've had so many startup business owners within the last couple of months, their businesses have just skyrocketed you know, yeah. skyrocketed. I believe it. I, yes. I've
0: seen the pictures. I've yes. seen and I've been me don't don't get me wrong, I've been meaning to go to one. Um mm-hmm. it's crazy because when you do hold these events, both times that uh, the the last two, I've been out of town.
1: I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and it's funny because um the next one is this month at Casa Blanca on Brookfield. Yep. It's on the 29th from six to eight thirty PM So if you can make it try to be there. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay. But um I'm gonna tell you a quick story. There's a gentleman that shows up um, his name is Aaron. He owns Subble Car Detailing, right? It's a mm-hmm. mobile detailing um, company. When we first connected, he was just starting up. He really didn't have direction. He was like, I need a business plan, Angela. I need your help, right? I don't know where I'm going. I don't know you know, how to start this. So I sat down, brought him in the office. He became a client. We've been working together. Every single time that he showed up to those business events, I was mm. able to connect him with other business owners. Yeah. Now he's working with other people where... He goes to um, barber shops, and mm-hmm. while you're getting your hair cut, you can get your d- car detailed. You know what I mean? He started his own clothing line, and this is all like he's just shot through the roof within the yeah. last couple of months. And I think that's freaking amazing. But do, that's what yeah. these events do.
0: I do. I do feel th- those are so important. Um, yeah. The one of the ones that I've won hashtag MKE. The guy named Jay Matt. He runs them uh, across town. But um, you know, even showing up there. And seeing how everyone's just, you know, Mm -hmm. communicating. That's what you need to blossom this type of economy you need Mm -hmm. out of the community. Um, I do admire what you do because I do follow that. And it's, 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 these are very great turnouts Mm -hmm. from what I see. So it's, I'm very excited to, to attend one of these coming up. Um,
1: And we have raffle prizes. We have um, the last couple of times we've had um, DJ Robert Sanchez, who's been there, um, the music's been great I gotta say and then we've had you know good food like from Amelia's Pizzeria, Casablanca will host the food this time yeah um for us so it's gonna be a good time man hey yeah, I'm, I'm excited uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> how do you
0: feel Milwaukee has attributed to your success
1: I think growing up here it mm-hmm. allowed me to have relationships with a lot of people yeah um and with my success now in what I do now, because of those relationships and how people trusted me, mm-hmm. when I see them now as an adult, they trust me with their finances. They trust me to bring their families to me mm-hmm. and to bring their kids to me because we did have those relationships growing up. Yeah. I think it would have been harder if I would have been in a different city where I didn't grow up yeah. and then try to start a business like this.
0: From where you started mm-hmm. until now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what would you tell yourself now compared to back then.
1: And do you mean starting in this business? Yeah. Yeah. Starting in this business. Oh, let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) to stay my ass at home because (laughs) the first year that I was in this, right. Yeah. I was traveling. Travel is my thing. I don't go to the club. I don't, I'm not a big drinker, but I love to travel. Right. Mm -hmm. So the first year of building this business, Mm -hmm. I was basically gone every week traveling somewhere. And that, when I look back, I should have stayed my butt at home. Mm-hmm. You know, I should have stayed here. I should have been building this business. I think I would have been way further along mm-hmm. um, had I done that. So this year for 2024, I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to still travel because that's in my blood, you know. But yeah. I really got to focus and just stay home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now that we know you're staying yes. home, where do you see yourself in the next five?
1: Oh, easily top tier. Top like tier. I want to be on stage at the annuals in July. In five years, I want to be with the big dogs. I want to be getting those awards, and not only mm-hmm. that, but when you go to those annuals, I'd say ninety percent of those award winners are men.
0: So these are this is a convention.
1: Yeah, it's an invention where everybody from all across the country, because you know we're in all yeah. fifty-one states, or we're yeah. all over. But um, the flex, the flex, yeah, right. <laughs> and I have clients in all different states. Yeah. So um, the annual the annual convention, I believe that's what it's called, is in. July and everybody comes from all different states, all advisors from all over to accept their awards. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about some of these people have huge teams, right? But they're winning all kind of awards and 90% of those award winners are men. So I want to be one of the top, you know, 10% that yeah, gets up on that stage in five definitely. years and says this is where I am, you know? Yeah. And I worked my way through this. Nobody gave me a handout, but I busted butt to get here. That's, that's my goal. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: What What advice would you give our our youth coming up right now?
1: Oh, just stop the violence. Mm -hmm. Stop with the nonsense. I mean, there's so much more to life, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It drives me crazy because I have two kids. Yeah. And it's just, I see so many people nowadays, and I I don't even like to watch the news unless I'm looking for the Weather Channel because it's just so many young people dying so early. And Mm -hmm. I think we just need to focus that energy and guide those children into Mm -hmm. something, you know, more... um, I don't wanna say, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like educate them because I think people get stuck in their situation, right? They yep. get stuck by what their environment is. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a product of your environment. Yeah. You know, if you have mentors and guidance and if you see other things, I feel like you can kind of get them out of there, right? Because it starts in the household. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been seeing a huge uptick on the driving, reckless driving. Yep. And it's like, we don't have to be there. You sure. know, in five minutes. You don't have to drive 90 miles an hour. So I would think if if I could tell the youth anything today, like live in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Enjoy your youth because you're going to be an adult soon enough. Yeah. But at least get there. Right. You know what I mean? You got to get to adulthood and just, I don't know, the social media thing. I don't know. I, I don't have a handle on that. But I would <laughs> really try to explain to these kids, like, what you see on social media is not the truth. And let me tell you this. When I was younger, I dated a guy who was in the music business. A lot of people know this. Yeah but um we used to do we used to be on set all the time with like big time artists like yep. Rick Ross and Puff Daddy and, and well, what he was Puff Daddy at the time I don't <laughs> even know his name in this in this way yeah. but the jewelry that they see in those music music videos they is not it. real they're not real It's oh. not even real diamonds yeah. the watches that they see all blinged out yeah. we used to go to um we used to go to New York in Chinatown And buy fake Rolexes and all this stuff for these guys, and then they would go and get little cubic zirconias, and here they are in the music videos. But these young kids out here, if they see that and think it's real, it's not real. Yeah, you know, the majority of it is not real. So just (laughs) don't believe the hype on social media. Yeah, you know.
0: Um, As far as financial advice, what what would you um, tell for 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 our youth? Yeah, for our youth,
1: definitely. I don't know. That's a hard one. I mean, I can talk Tom blue in the face on that one. But just like if you're making money, right, if you're making $100, yep. take 20 of, 20% of of that and save it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still live off your 80% and your $80 and spend it on whatever you want, right? Because I want you to have fun. Just take 20% of it and put it somewhere Yeah, right? into a savings account. Or when I was younger, what I did is I had an envelope and because I knew I couldn't. I wasn't good. I liked to shop. So yeah. I would take, you know, a certain amount of money off of my paychecks and I'd stick it in an envelope. And I put it in a safe deposit box mm-hmm. because if it wasn't in my account, I didn't have that debit card and I wasn't swiping it all the time, right? For sure. So that helped me when I was, you know, in my younger years. Now I'm older and I'm more wise, but <laughs> yeah. when I was younger, that's what I did. Wow.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate you for coming on here today. You're sharing a little bit about yourself. Uh uh, basically flexing for us on this uh financial advisement industry. <laughs>
1: I got to show you these muscles from CrossFit. You know? Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and thank you for uh, saying the detailer because literally, I've been think- I've done three co- cross country trips with my family, uh-huh. and that van is just—it needs a detailer. Oh, and
1: he'll come to your house. Oh, yeah, he's mobile. I'll tell
0: you, man, yep. we about to link him up. <laughs> But uh, I, I truly appreciate you coming on you here, know, being uh, being a part of this this journey I'm on, allowing me to see inside your world, um, and I look forward to the networking events I'll be attending in the future. Awesome. Um, thank you again. You're well, how how can people contact you?
1: Um, um, my website is AngelaMencia.NM. dot N M. So like N is in Nancy, M is a Mary. Mm-hmm. Dot com. Or Facebook, Angela Mencia. You can um, send me a message, add me as a friend. Yeah. Um, or you can email me at Angela.Mencia at nm.com. Yeah. You know, call me.
0: That's awesome. Well, uh, thank you again. You're and with that being said, spearhead out.